Initiating startup sequence. You are now plugged in. Hey guys, and thank you for tuning in. This is episode 204 of the Plug and Play podcast. I'm your host, Zach, and alongside me, as always, is Tim. Welcome, minions. This week, guys, we're drinking from Trapdoor Brewing, the De La Citra IPA. Yeah. Ooh, look at that. I know my Spanish. Okay, it's probably not Spanish. Oh, shit, you got something on it. Maybe. You stole a menu. Good. Um, De La Citra, 6.6 ABV. Is the first beer in a single hop hazy series. We used a simple malt bill of two row pills, oats, and double dry hopped with. With? That's all it says. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess we'll never know. I guess we'll fucking never know. That's weird. Yeah, that's very odd. I was like, oh, wait, that's another beer right below it. I can't say that. No, nah, yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Um, hey, Tim, what have you been up to this week? You mean besides buying really expensive beer? For our, yes, our podcast. except for buying a very expensive beer. Um, well, things and stuff. I we'd added Adventure Time Tuesday. We'll get to that in a second. Um, we saw a movie. Is this gonna be the last? I. Well, no. Mm. My daughter's gone next week. I can do something with my son. So, mm. What? Cheers. Oh yeah, shit. Cheers. Hold. On. Damn it, I'm dripping. That's like sixty cents. I should cheers you harder. <laughs> so um saturday after work the wife and i did something really cool we um went to an event hosted by plate and pitchfork and um what that is it's a collaboration between a local farm a local chef or group of chefs and a vintner or what the fuck's a vintner vintner is a guy who does wine makes wine okay it sounds better than a winery guy so, yeah. Um, so, you show up at a farm, and there's hors d'oeuvres and wine, typically. And then you walk around the farm, and the farmer talks about what they do and what kind of farm they are and, and the history of the farm. And then you sit down at long tables with, uh, hopefully, some friends, maybe some strangers, too. And then courses are brought out to you, um, introduced often by the chefs that made them. And the food is based on the food grown from the land right there that you're sitting on. Okay. And the wine is paired with the food, and it's... Um, the, the night we went, we were a little worried because there was actually in the middle of this god-awful, hazy hellhole that we're in right now. The flames of hell. Like right now, in uh, where we live in the Pacific Northwest, it just looks like something out of fallout. Like, there's just this haze over everything from the wildfires in California. But that hadn't hit yet. And the sun was um, not beating down in the usual 100-degree weather we've been having. It was nice, balmy, like 78 or 80. Yeah. It was perfect. And, that was um, Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday. It was Saturday. So we, I was at a farm in Forest Grove where um, Tim Trivia, I was born. And um, it was a beautiful night. Uh, at The very the last, night you were born? No, the night of the plate and pitchfork. Oh, I, okay. I don't remember anything except screaming the night I was born. Okay. Came into this world screaming. So, um, you fucking bitch, put me back in. <laughs> that would be you. <laughs> <laughs> True. So, there's crickets, and like it was just a really nice evening, and the food was good. And okay. It was a really good time. Um, got to, uh, my friend Megan was there, my friend Mark was there, a bunch of other people. A guy that I've only met one other time, um, when I was feverish, when I saw, um, Bruce Campbell. 
he was there. That's a comedian, right? Eh, he's an actor. Okay. Um, Evil Dead. Um, nope, never seen it. You'd actually like Evil Dead. Probably. Anyway, it was really cool. Um, so that's what we did Saturday, and then there was a Veg Time Tuesday, uh... which was on, of course, Tuesday. It's the longest build-up ever. I know. Adventure time, come on, grab your friends. We're going to a very distant land with Finn and Jake and Marceline and Princess Bubblegum. It's adventure time. All right. So um, this week we piled into the um, adventure van. and The adventure van. Had we qu- should spray paint adventure van on the side of it. I have a better idea. Um, Free candy. No. Adventure time. No, I was. I was hey ice kids, cream, there was you want to go on an adventure? There was an ice cream truck going through a neighborhood. No, that was that was for a friend. No, that was that was like my 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 million dollar idea. It was a beer instead of an ice cream truck, a beer truck, and we were just trying to figure out like what beer song would play, and you hated the one I picked. Fucking country songs. <laughs> it was hilarious though. It was a funny song. Um. Anyway, we went had lunch real quick. Then we went to um the Microsoft store, and my daughter got to check out some VR. She's afraid of heights. Did you check out the Lenovo one? Um, it was there. Um, they were demoing uh, the um, Hold on. Oculus. Wait. What? Let's go back to the beer thing. I got some beer songs for your beer van. Okay. You ever heard this one? Nope. You haven't? No. This is the exact one I was looking for and I didn't know what it was called. Okay. I like beer because it is good. I drink beer because I should. If there was a song to sing, I sing it and beer you drink. I drink beer when I am sad because the beer uh, is working over a PA system. Now there's nothing <laughs> left to say, so let's go drink beer. Beer is good! Beer is good! Beer is good! And some beer is good! Beer is good! Beer is good! Let's go drink some beer! 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 It's really loud. Oh, I guess it is. Shit. Shit, now that no one else is listening to our podcast, you asshole. Sorry. That was seriously I'll edit loud. that. I'll edit that in post. When uh-huh. it's warm, it tastes real crappy, but cold beer will make me happy when I throw right. up So we went to the Microsoft store, checked out VR. Um, my daughter is afraid of heights, and she picked this game called The Climb, which you may have heard of. You're literally, like, free climbing. Oh, I played that one in Oculus. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, So you... You see, like, handholds are in white. Yeah. And you reach for the next one. So you actually do use the, the controllers. And uh, so, yeah, uh, the guy the demo was really nice. Um, apparently, you can use the same controllers with all three headsets. It was really confusing. They, they, had the Ocul- what? they had the Oculus on display, but apparently you can use those weird controllers with the discs around them. I think they're Oculus controllers. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's Oculus. The ones that the They had the Lenovo there, and then they had the um, Samsung which is comparable to the Vive Pro as far as display. Huh. But it's only like 800 instead of 1200. Jesus. Um they weren't demoing that one. They didn't want the plebes getting their germs on it. They were sanitizing the headsets really well, so I was good glad to see that. And my son tried out Fortnite for the first time and he kind of liked it. He was kind of ambivalent. But I'm just trying to get him out of Minecraft cuz none of the cool kids are playing Minecraft anymore. He's been playing the Fortnite um, bubble app. So we tried to go to um, Punch Social Club, but they weren't open yet. Lame. Was, They're always fucked up. Yeah, I kind of about ready to give up on them. I wanted to play some bowling. Um, they yeah, they weren't open. So we went to Glow Golf, and that was fun. Um, it's like 
one story below ground and everything's in black light and there's tons of pirates and like skulls. It was fun. It was really fun. And I went back home and later Tell me more about the skulls. Were like they bleeding skulls? Were they like stacked skulls? Were they like talking skulls? All of those. Blood in the cup skulls. Yeah, they played Blood in the Cup while we were there, which has, That's awesome. has explicit lyrics, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. And which what was the name of that place? Uh Glowing Greens in Portland, Oregon. Hmm. Downtown on Taylor. Um it's fun. Sweet. It's a little expensive. It was like Is it food? I don't think so. Like candy bars maybe. Oh. But not actual food. There's like sodas too. My son Is bought... it just like an experience just to walk through? I don't think you can walk through unless you buy admission to the to the golf course. Oh, Okay, I missed the golf course part, apparently. Yeah, it's a mini golf. Yeah, you play golf. There's, gotcha. There's th- I did not see golf in any of the photos, so. That's funny. Um, So it's, there's 13 holes, which is kind of weird. Usually it's, um, you know, 9 or 18. Yeah, there's that's thir- an odd. 13. Yeah, lucky number 13. Um, they're building a bar. That's cool. I saw it. It looked almost done. Um, There's, like, off to the side, like a little tap room, which would be epic. That would be very epic. Um, So, yeah, that was good. Sweet. My, at the little snack bar they had with the candy bars, my son actually wanted, and I bought for him a little box of mealworms, like candy, like like they had crickets and they had mealworms, and he wanted the uh, mealworms, so he got spicy Mexican mealworms and like legit mealworms. Yeah, they were they were straight up like crickets are good. I've never had a mealworm. Uh, it was crunchy. Um, didn't taste bad. It it tasted like um, I don't like a corn puff or something yeah it's just very empty yeah very airy mm-hmm. and the spice was fine but i was a, it's actually a big deal for him to eat that yeah because he doesn't eat shit that's weird yeah so i was kind of proud of him for doing that yeah no shit that's cool so how after, much were they like three dollars oh nice a tiny box now we gotta take him down to la bouteille and have him eat him a live octopus uh, baby steps well baby. it's a baby octopus so baby steps for baby octopus okay yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm very quiet all of a sudden. It's it's weirding me out. Um, you were quiet last last episode. That's the only reason I bring it up. Yeah. So the last thing I did was I took um my daughter later that evening to see uh the Meg. The Meg. What the hell's a Meg, Tim? It stars Jason Statham, which is one of my favorite current action heroes. And um, basically they wake up a giant shark way down below the depths, and it goes wild and kills a bunch of people. Um, the shark effects were really good. Like I, well, I'd fucking hope so. Well, I've seen other movies where the shark effects were really cheesy. Like, a, was it Deep Blue Sea? Um, the shark effects were really good. I've heard of Jaws. Jaws was all right, but it's a really old movie. It definitely referenced Jaws for sure. So I listened to a thing that was about Jaws. Okay. And uh, basically, they like posted a bunch of flyers around town that they needed people like on the beach as extras mm-hmm. this one specific day mm-hmm. and one of the people that was an extra um actually got murdered that night and it was never seen again well that's the theory oh you listened to that episode too what well, podcast was that um it's because uh stephen king's son matched up the pictures right um so they're not sure they haven't identified the body yet well they have, don't have a body I thought they did. I thought they had a body with no hands and head. Maybe. I don't remember. It was like a week ago I heard it that. It sounds like an urban legend the way we're describing it. Yeah. I'm not really sure. But it, it happened. And it's funny because, yeah, Stephen King's son's the one who uh, found out or saw that resemblance. So, anyway, that's basically what I was up to this week. What about you? Sweet. Um, well. Um, sorry. You forgot what you did. Yeah. Uh, 
I played Garage Organization 2K18. Play the worst games. I know, at a friend's house. So I was helping somebody. Wasn't even a year. Oh my gosh, okay. I was I was being a good, good person for once in my life. And Did you hit your head? What? Did you hit your head? I mean, probably. I got, I, yeah, hmm, I don't know. I got a free Nintendo 64 GameCube and a shitload of games out of it, and PS2 games. There we go. So that's the Zach I know. Yeah, I did wasn't expecting it, uh-huh. but we came across in the garage and it was like filled. Oh, and the GameCube has one of those Game Boy Color adapters on oh, the bottom. Those are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, Game Boy Advance. Yeah, Game Boy Advance. And I was like, Hey, so we should go hook these up in your bedroom. Talking to like the the guy who owned them, and he was like, No, I just play on my PS4 now. And I was like, But you have like a shitload of games here, like are super epic. Like you have Mario Kart, you have Super Smash Brothers, James Bond. Like, let's go hook this up. No, I don't want it. I'm just going to just send them to Goodwill. I was like, send them to my fucking house. So now I've got a see-through Nintendo 64 mm-hmm. and a silver GameCube and the Game Boy Advance and... What Game Boy Advance games do you have? Zero. Oh, weird. Yeah. Didn't did it, didn't have any. Okay. Had a, and it had no, no GameCube games I saw. I have a fairly decent advanced collection, so I'd be curious to see it, but obviously you didn't get any. So never mind. Yeah. So... Um, so yeah, I did that, and what else did I do this week? Oh, there's been like a weird fucker like ringing my doorbell at like random times that I'm not home, mm-hmm. holding a package, like a Manila envelope. Mm-hmm. It's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Do you have a picture of him? I do. Well, I don't have a picture. I have a video. That's gonna take too long. Okay. Well, I don't have. A picture how many of times video. did you? How many times did you stop by? Four. Okay. Four days in a row. Have you ever tried to talk to him? Could no, because you... I I haven't been able to answer the ring. Like I've been in, like random locations. Like the connection's not good. Mm. So um, he did swing by Monday, and I was home. Good. So I made sure to arm myself and answer the door. Yeah. And it was sketchy as fuck. Cause I was thinking like, I didn't break any laws. Why am I getting served? Like getting served is like exactly what I thought was gonna happen. Oh okay. And this dude hands me a Manila envelope. He's like, this you? I said, yes. I said, okay. What, it had your name on it? Yeah. Okay. And so I looked at it. I said, U.S. Department of Government. And I was like, that's not good. <laughs> U.S. Department of Government. And I was like, uh, or U.S. Bureau of Government US, or something. And US I was like, Bureau what the government. fuck? And I was like, um, okay. It looked all official and shit. Except dumb. Yeah. So I, I opened it, and he's still standing there because he's like, you open it. I said, okay. I opened it. It's my fucking old-ass passport. Oh, weird. Yeah. They apparently, when I signed up and renewed my uh, U.S. passport, they told me to send my old one in. They'd dispose of it for me. The fucker sent it back. Like, and not only sent it back, but sent it back with the weird dude that kept showing up. No, the U.S. mail person put it in his mailbox three days in a row, even though he kept writing, like, wrong address on it. So, finally, he was just like, fuck it, I need to take it to this person. Oh, jeez. So, government, like, totally just let anybody play with your passport. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, and I was like, I'm pretty sure he opened it. But, hey, we're safe from terrorism. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm pretty sure he opened the package because he was like, I'm waiting for mine. with your beard, I could see, like, a Middle East guy totally using your image. He was Russian. Well, the guy, the guy that turned it back to you. Oh, honest, I'm saying if it hadn't been him. Oh yeah, it'd been some person with. with oh, I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I could, I could see a. a... See, no, 
I'm just saying you have those. I've seen the movies. See, a, I've seen a, a few beard movies. obscures your features. Is it's what very I true. I'm very surprised they allow you to have a beard in some of these. Uh, well, because they don't want your facial construction to be obscured by got, X percent. <laughs> my photo for my first passport got sent back because I was too white. That's <laughs> you like, write them back. And be like, I don't know how to fix this. <laughs> I'll tell you how we fixed it. We turned up the saturation all the way on the guy's camera. I'm red in my picture. Are you really? I am. You're just like pissed off. No, no I'm just literally like, I'm a redneck now. You know, oh my too God. Too white for you. I'll show you how white I can be, motherfucker. Oh Here's my, my Confederate flag. La, 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 <laughs> la, la. I'm a redneck now. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So I did that. Um, we also went to the zoo on Sunday. Yeah. Which was fun. You we animals Or something? Saturday. Saturday. Um, our zoo is going underneath like hardcore renovation. Yeah. It just So they closed down the monkey exhibit, which kinda sucks. Oh, that's the best. No way. Yeah. But the elephant, I found there's like a hidden elephant it's not really hidden, but you have to go across the bridge, like down this path, and there's like a big ass elephant thing, you go past that, you go inside this building, and there's a giant ass elephant elephant feeder with like stadium seating, and all the elephants were in there like within like thirty feet of us feeding. Cool. It was super cool. And then I went to Adidas. What does Adidas stand for? All day I dream about sex. Yay! Did you you get some Adidas? I did. Did you get some sex? No. Oh, you did it wrong. Although there were some ladies in there that I probably could have sexed up. Sweet. So, um, did you have like a special pass or something? Yeah, my wife gets one like every like two, three months. Yeah, she does. Um, So anyway, what did you get? I got shoes and a new sweater. A sweater? Yeah. It's freaking 100 degrees outside. Yeah, but this, this like, it's a vest, it's like a zip-up hoodie, and... So it's a hoodie. It's a hoodie. It's a sweater and it's a hoodie? Mm-hmm. Is it like a transformer? Is it like an yeah. auto, Autobot in disguise? You know what else? What? The zipper can't break on the summer, but you can literally grab Oh, it. no, you show me that zipper, I'll fucking break it. Okay. It has a lifetime guarantee. You can rip it, as long as you don't rip the seam out of it. Like, if you just grab it and just pull it apart in the center... And like rip the the plastic like zip part together, it'll go right back together. I sat in the store. And he's like, "You literally, unless you tear this, you cannot break it." And I was like, "Okay." So I just sat there and just kept ripping it apart, rezipping it back up, ripping <laughs> how, it apart. How long? Like five minutes. And like it's still fucking zipped up. So I was like, "All right, well, I want one that I didn't fuck with." <laughs> I was like, "What are you playing?" Tostitos ad apparently. I hate the fact that ads always run in the front of YouTube now. Yeah, what, what are you trying to play here, Tim? I'll show you in a second. I know this song. You should. It's an oldie. It's a very oldie. So, uh, tell me more about your sweater. That's all about my sweater, bro. Okay, what kind of shoes you get? Uh, running shoes. For packs. Okay, so comfortable shoes. Oh, dude, they're like walking on clouds. Sweet. Yeah, I, I don't know what else to say here. I mean, I went to Adidas. They have a new campus. Sucks. Do they have, like, a soccer field still? And... No, it's, like, in a business complex now. We're making so... sure we get a copyright strike, bro. Yeah. Do you know the song yet? I do. Do you know the name of it? Nope. Okay. If you want to destroy my sweater or something like that. That's, I just wanted to hear that. Okay. 
So yeah, no. Copyright strike. Yeah, the shoes are like literally walking on like clouds, and they weigh like next to nothing because they have a fiber mesh like uh, reinforcement through a thin layer. Can I rip of... them in half too? You probably could. They don't go back together. Damn it. Yeah. Okay. But I'm pretty excited to check them out and everything. So yeah, cool. I don't know. It should be good. I needed new shoes for packs. I've worn the same ones for the past well since I've been going to packs. Yeah, I don't really have any special shoes now. I feel I feel left out. Maybe you should go get new sh- You probably should get walking shoes of some kind. I don't really have any. I've got running shoes, but they're a little bit worn because I, I actually ran marathons in them. You should probably get new shoes. Okay. Just saying. You know how PAX is. I do. It's a lot of your feet. Yeah. That's coming up quick. We've been booking appointments, both of us. It's pretty exciting. Some of us more than others. Yeah, I'm really excited about one in particular. Although I'm kind of terrified of it too, I'm just glad you did it. Yeah. So, but that's uh, that's I was all. I've... Probably one of the first people to do it because I got the email. I'm like, click, 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 click. Yeah. Um, that's all I've been up to. So we can want to um talk some news. Yeah, let's do some news. All right, Tim. What have we got in the news this week? All right. So this is a little weird, but just stick with me for a little bit. China has a regulatory system for approving any game that goes on the market because they are a communist country and they're super controlling. Like there's like Google has like a special version of a search engine there. There's like they don't have Facebook like the government controls what you see in here because they want well to control your life. Yeah. Um, so they have a frozen frozen approval of game licenses because there's a government shakeup right now. And like the new people in government are skittish about approving things. Um, well, I'm just going to read this from a. Bloomberg, real quick. Um, the halt follows a restructuring of power among departments um, who asked not to be named because they don't have approval to discuss the issue publicly. They've been concerned about violence and gambling in some games, according to one person. Online, mobile, and console games have all been affected. The whole sector has been rattled as gaming companies from online giant Tencent holding to small developers await approvals. Tencent, the, gaming's, the country's gaming and social media Goliath, has shed more than 160 billion in market value since its January peak just because they're not getting new games approved um, so this is affecting like um, a lot of Asian markets this game approval thing um, the NASDAQ I think not the NASDAQ the um, NINK or whatever um, Activision Blizzard and Electronic Arts have a lot of games over there those are going down um, okay Japanese game makers fell sharply after Bloomberg reported the freeze. Nexon plunged 5.9%, while Capcom dropped 2.7%. Konami Holdings slid 4.2% to its lowest close in more than a year, and 10 shares fell 3.6% in Hong Kong trading. Um, so yeah, this is having a, a big ripple effect, and this Chinese uh, game makers are actually a pretty huge part of the world market for gaming. And, yeah, they are. And just imagine not being able to have any new game approved. So... I'm not sure what's going to happen there, but right now, it's if you're a business in the business of gaming in um, China, China, you're kind of you're sweating bullets. Yep. On to happier news. Um, you've talked about uh, playing game um, Jackbox a lot. Yeah. Humble Bundle is having an amazing sale on it right now for twelve dollars. You can get uh, Jackbox Party Packs one, two, and three, um, and a couple other individual titles like uh, Drawful Two. Um, 
put the wrong link in there. But anyway, it's current right now. It's for the next 12 days. Nice. And um, if you don't have any, it's on Steam only, so you need a PC. But you should get a super cheap Steam link and put it onto your main TV and play yourself some You can get a Steam link for $2 plus shipping. Pretty much. Um, why don't you check the last story there, bud? In an alternate universe, Yakuza 6 something. Came out on Nintendo Switch. Came out on Nintendo Switch? Why is that? Follow the link. Okay. The Yakuza series was pitched to both Nintendo and Microsoft, but neither wanted it. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Can you imagine? That'd be fucking epic. So, um, the Yakuza series creator Toshihiro Nagoshi Mm -hmm. recently revealed that his franchise was originally only pitched to Nintendo, or Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo. Though Sony warned, warmed up to Yakuza, both Microsoft and Nintendo remained firmly against publishing the game on their console platforms. I mean, I can sort of see Nintendo being like, hmm. I mean, they sometimes publish mature titles, but... Not very often. Um, in an interview with Edge Magazine, he was stated as, I abandoned the idea of selling worldwide, he said. Next, I described, I wouldn't mind if female players didn't play the game. Then, that no children were allowed. When I, when I decided all that, the only target left was the Japanese male. Of course, now that the Yakuza franchise has received critical acclaim and even found worldwide commercial success with the release, or recent releases, in the West, both Microsoft and Nintendo want in. Back then, they said, no, we don't want it. Now they say, we want it, Nagashi said. They don't understand the reason why I created it. The Yakuza series is still a Sony exclusive. It's game published uh, across PlayStation 2, 3, and 4, as well as PC. And the most recent title in the series, Yakuza 6, The Song of Life, released on PC or PS4 in Japan on December of 2016 and worldwide in April of 2018. So that's definitely a missed opportunity for Nintendo. It's a huge missed opportunity. Um, so yeah, hey, you uh, want to go into our next segment? Yeah, let's talk about some tech. I really need to edit that audio clip. What? It's fucking loud. All right, guys, this week on Tech Talk, uh, my wife threw away my power brick, so we got a new power brick. Yeah. So I went again with the Anchor brand. Hey, can your wife throw away my power brick? I mean, sure. Bring it over, man. Okay. Um, so I went with Anchor just because I get, I'm trying to figure it out. I don't know. I'm trying to see how heavy it is. Let me touch your brick. You want to touch my brick, Tim? Mm-hmm. Uh, it is 20,100 ma um, with Wait, a... Wait, I thought you said it was 50,000. No, 20. I thought you said 50 at one point. Nope. I could swear you said 50. <laughs> That's why I thought it was amazing it was in that size. No, 20. Okay, that makes a lot more sense, honestly. So that's it. Okay, so it's a weird shape. It's kind of long. It's like um, an eyeglass holder, except for longer. Actually, I know exactly what it is. It's two deck of cards stacked one on top of the other. Yeah, maybe a little bit thinner, but no, no. It's I mean, it's rounded, so it's not yeah like perfect dimensions, but it's literally two decks of cards stacked on top of each other. So it's long, um, but it's not. I don't know. That's a lot of. It's still a lot of M A H's for. Uh, Got a little button showing you the charge. It's got uh, two outlets. Um, what What's the rating on those? Is it how many amps come out of that? I think it was like four or something a piece. Whoa, really? Four amps? Are you sure? That's a lot. That might actually break some things. Let's see. Typical is one or two. Well, then I think it's two. It's the high end one. Okay. Um, let me see if this thing is in English anywhere. 
but that will help you a lot for packs. Yeah, it says it can charge uh, any cell phone like four times or something like that. Okay. Uh, input, output, five volt, four point eight amps. Oh, okay. Damn. So. Yeah. Um, hopefully that's variable. Uh, yeah, it's it has the IQ technology in it. Yeah, Anchor has this really cool tech where it know it like. It reads it, how much the phone yeah, it can somehow make. pings the device and gives it exactly what it needs. Yep. And so I'm pretty excited. It does take 10 hours to fully charge. Holy crap. But the nice thing about it is that it But if also, you don't completely empty it, you probably don't need the 10 hours. And on top of that, it's also supposed to charge like uh, the newest Samsung. I think it's nine times from dead before it dies. Wow. So, yeah. I'm pretty excited. I'm excited to go check it out at PAX and see how it does. So, And like I said, it's not super heavy. Mm-hmm. So it should be... Uh, relatively easy to carry around in a backpack and not be overwhelmed with. My other one was like the size of like a, uh, like a. You had something uh, like this... a nook. Yeah, it was huge. It yeah, was... but it was the same battery size. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it was uh, more like a book shape. Yeah, it was like it was like what the e-reader, like the, the tab. No, yeah, the Kindle tablet. <laughs> That's funny you said nook. Nobody says nook. Kindle, man. Yeah, well, whatever. So, um, yeah, that's all I really have for tech this week. Cool. So, uh, you want to finish our tasty treats and we'll be right back? Yes, let's do that. And we are back. Tasty Treats and Hand. Second half brought to us by Trapdoor Brewing, the Raspberry Impeachment. Prepare for a huge, I think the meant said huge. Huge. Huge assault on your taste buds. There's going to be a puckering tartness aspects. There's going to be a washed peach and raspberry over your tongue. It's going to be great. Tony the Tiger is I guess, but they just wrote great, but I, 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 I Tony Tigered it for them. So yeah, I got us a sour beer because we get so many IPAs and stouts, it's time to mix it up a little bit. It's very true. So, hey Tim, what was on the side of this can? It's kind of funny. Oh, hold on. I can get the picture. Yeah, you, you probably should. Okay. The uh, side of this beer was hilarious. Okay, so the beer is called Impeachment because it has peaches in it. Listen, folks, fake news said I couldn't take it. Make it past 300 pounds of raspberries and peaches. Wrong! This beer has billions and billions and billions of raspberries and peaches. And I did it with no collusion. Sad. So enjoy this. I can't read the bottom. It's golden sour. It's going to be great. Everybody already said so. Alright. So, cheers. Uh, Cheers. Cheers. Speaking of the mic, I'm not sure I'm close enough to it. Is that better? Yeah, okay. I think I need to get a little bit closer too. Need to get up in this thing. Get up in it while we kick it. Let's kick it. Hey Tim. Yeah. You sent me a bunch of sex things for Kickstarter this week. I was you wondering if you would notice. I was like, oh, a vibrating <laughs> dildo. Oh, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> I was like, Zach hasn't talked at all about the show. I wonder if he's picked any Kickstarters. I'll just put this here and see if he reads them. Well, you son of a bitch. I do have one for us. It's called Idols, The New Beginning. Back to us by Project Nerd Publishing, which I've already backed in several of their Kickstarters. Okay. Um, They did... I'm trying to look. 
They did uh, Billy, a Western graphic novel, which I backed. They also did The Escort, Chapter 1, which I backed. Both of those are physical. Thanks to you, mm-hmm. I backed Idols, New Beginnings, in PDF format. Okay. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and let them talk about it. Cool. This looks like the trailer you see before a, a movie theater, like, it's all around you. <laughs> Hey everybody, Iggy from Project Nerd here, welcoming you to our newest Kickstarter, Idols New Beginnings. Idols is a 48-page, perfectly bound graphic novel featuring the artwork of J.C. Gron, the colors of Jeremy Kahn, letters by Zach Sam, and two awesome covers by Beth Farney. It's edited by Jeff Decker and written by yours truly, Iggy Mishniaki. I'm excited to welcome you to this Kickstarter and talk to you a little bit more about Idols. Idols New Beginnings is just the first graphic novel in an expanded universe following people who inherit the power of select deities. Idols New Beginnings specifically focuses on Samantha shortly after her 21st birthday when she's gifted the powers from her deity, Zakao. Idols New Beginnings is our newest book and a long line of popular series including The Escort, Billy, and many other titles you've seen from Project Nerd Publishing. We're excited to talk to you about the perks we have to offer with the Idols New Beginning Kickstarter, including some very cool first-time The audio is very low. We, as always, have the graphic novel, a variant cover, art print bundles, and the t-shirt. But now you can also get a cool movie poster (laughs) with your name on it. No shit. Or my favorite, the custom skateboard deck featuring Samantha herself. I kind of want that. While you're here, take a look down our campaign and check out all the perk levels we have available. If there's a perk level that suits your needs... Definitely feel free to back us as we appreciate your support. If you can't support us right now, a share with your friends on social media, through email, or even just letting another comic book lover know about our campaign is always appreciated. As always, everybody at Project Nerd wants to thank you for coming by and checking out one of the many amazing projects we have going on. And if you're interested in anything else we're doing, head on over to projectnerd.com. So that's Idols, guys. Oh, bye-bye. Bye. Bye, Iggy. Um, I'm weird. I'm surprised there's no audio for this. That's weird. Um, they had audio in the intro? No audio in the outro. Oh, hi there. Welcome to our Kickstarter. <laughs> well, that was odd. Um, Iggy, you're an odd fellow, but you have a cool comic book, so I'm cool with it. Um, they are looking for $6,750. U.S. They're currently at $1,062. U.S. 30 backers. 24 days ago, jumping into campaign, where I selected the $8 digital copy. Um, the early bird special is $20, gets you uh, 48 pages, bound hard copy, and they'll throw in an extra 8x10 print for no extra charge. That is $20. Um, physical, after that, there is uh, 10 of those left out of 20 currently. After that, it's just $20, you get the bound copy, no 8x10 print. Exclusive variant, which I got with Billy the Kid, and it has boobies on it, is $25. Um, The skateboard deck... Oh, if you haven't caught the other Kickstarters, you can get Billy Volume 1 and Idols Volume 1 for $38. Um, The movie poster, retail small... um, Where the hell is the skateboard deck? Uh, Comic book... And skateboard deck, $150 US dollars. Not too bad. It's not bad at all. Um, but I will say for $200, mm-hmm. 
advertising page. Not everyone gets the opportunity to have their business featured in a one-of-a-kind comic. $200 could put your brand in the targeted hands of un- untold countless comic book reading fans. Hmm. For $200, Tim, plug and play can be in the Idols comic book. Yeah. We, I mean, we talk about comics, but it's not our focus, so I don't it's know. It's not. Yeah. I don't know. If we get... Uh, yeah, I don't know. But it's cool. Yeah. I mean, if so, you win the lottery tomorrow, why not? Yeah. Tim, what do you got for us? All right. I've got something called Master... Hold on. I lost my place. Master Key 4.0. Yep. That's it. Um, It's father was a laptop. It's mother was a pocket projector. All in one. All in your pocket. Roll the tape. Introducing Master Key, the world's first instant laptop and projector that fits fuck? in your pocket. Use Master Key at work. A simple press of the button gives you an instant virtual laser keyboard and computer screen projection, allowing you to work hassle free from anywhere. Just pair it with any smartphone and turn any flat space into a user friendly workspace. The smart screen projection makes giving presentations a piece of cake. Master Key's easy-to-use technology, small, portable body, and high-quality speaker will make sure the whole room can participate. Use Master Key at play, too. Its 120-inch crystal-clear projection screen will give you the biggest movie-watching screen on the block. Bring the family together and turn any wall space into your very own home theater. Or use Master Key to make a perfect date night in. Project your movie onto your ceiling to give you the comfiest date night you've experienced. We've been working tirelessly over the last three years to bring you know, this like revolutionary project to life. We need your help. I'm really tired of looking to my left to for the porn every time I'm So we can my, get Master Key delivered to your door. Wherever you go, let Master Key make your life easier. Please back us today. All right, so it's a small unit, just kind of the same size as a smartphone, but it's slightly curved. And as you heard, one side it has a projector. The other side has a laser keyboard. Um, kind of a cool idea um, if it works. That's the kind of risk you play here is like how effective is this? And with the video, it wasn't entirely clear how bright the projector was for, for one thing. Um, yeah, it looked... I'm not... Yeah, I'm not sold. It's a cool idea. It's a really cool idea. Um, so they're looking for 16100 Oh, Hold on. Yes, $16,188. That's because it's trans- uh, translated currency. They're currently at $12,495. So 62 day backers and 21 days to go. Um, so for 22 bucks US, you get a tripod stand that you could put your unit on. To actually get the unit, um, there is an early bird right now. Um, pre-early bird, actually. It's the early, early bird, 180 US. So that's what this thing would cost which is allegedly $130 off the future retail price. There's an early bird after that, and then the normal Kickstarter price. There's an Enterprise Business 2-pack. Now, I dug into this Kickstarter a little bit, and there's a really weird um, thing with the business version. The business version has a software suite built into it that tracks the eyes of people watching your business presentation and tracks when they look away or seem bored. So, like, if you're projecting, like, a sales thing or whatever on the screen, it's also watching people watching it. It's kind of fucked up. and So you can, like, play it back on yeah, your ceiling? Yeah, you can say, okay, this is the chart that people lost interest. I should, like, tweak my sales presentation or something. It's really weird. Anyway, for that Enterprise Business 2-pack, it's $486. That's the top tier. So, interesting idea. Um, 
Really wish I could see one physically to see how effective it is. Like, see if the keyboard works well. See yeah. How, see how bright the projector is. I got a Microsoft store. But hey, it would be cool to like be at PAX and just whip this out instead of even having my Surface. Yeah. And just start typing an article or something. That'd be true. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Interesting concept. That's the Master Key 4.0 on Kickstarter. What's your next one? All right. So, I love like history and learning shit. Like, weird shit sometimes. Okay, you like so, to learn about weird turds, got it? Yep, so Tribes on the Edge. I had a Edge. weird turd last night, do you want to hear about it? Yeah, go for it. Okay, never mind. Go, what's your Kickstarter? Tribes on the Edge, Impact Film and Campaign. Um, Someone go ahead and let them talk about it. Since time immemorial, uh, indigenous people have been the... Uh, Caretakers Hi, of the land. I'm Sadine Cousteau, director, producer, and co-writer of Tribes on the Edge, an independent film focused on the lives and challenges of indigenous tribes of the Valle de Javari in the Brazilian Amazon. The what? When you I think of the Amazon she... rainforest, you might be thinking jungle. Absolutely incredible species. She looks like Kellyanne The Conway. Amazon rainforest provides 20% of our global oxygen, and 20% of fresh water flows out of the Amazon River. Trump. So it's really an ecosystem on which we all depend. There are indigenous people living there. And in the Brazilian Amazon, where there are indigenous tribes, there is no deforestation. Globally, indigenous peoples make up 4% of the global population, yet they nurture 80% of the world's biodiversity. Now, in 2007, I went to the Brazilian Amazon in the Javari territory. It's 85,000 square kilometers, the size of Portugal. This is protected indigenous land. You are welcome here. You are our people's guest to the conference. We are proud that you are here. When I met the tribes there, I learned of their very high rates of hepatitis, a disease brought in by outsiders. It is preventable and treatable, but access to proper health care is difficult and complicated at best. Our people are dying. They face threats to their land from illegal logging, hunting, fishing, and gold mining. What I walked away with is their request. They wanted me to tell their story to the world. They want the world to know they exist. They want the world to know they want to survive. Beyond survival, they should thrive. So I started telling the story. I started doing a film. This is Tribes on the Edge. It's been a long road, but we are almost there. We just need that extra little help to finish the film. Funds raised here will help us finish the animation and finish our original music score. Beyond the Film is an impact campaign, and that is meant to create change. We've already launched our impact campaign with our education initiative, reaching more than 1,800 students in 40 countries with Skype in the classroom, and we want to do more. Advocacy is about communications, it's about the screenings, it's about showing people the film and telling the story and starting a dialogue. But then there's activism, and we've started that as well. We brought an indigenous representative to the United Nations so he could speak for the voice of his tribes at the United Nations for the first time. This Kickstarter campaign will not only help us finish the film, it will help us with a strategy meeting in the Amazon with indigenous leaders and nonprofit partners so we can work with the indigenous tribes, guided by them with their leadership, so that they can continue to thrive into the future. And we really want you to be on board for all of this. So if you're motivated at all by the film or the impact campaign or even the rewards, we welcome you as part of our work, as part of our campaign. 
one of our champions. The guardians of this important ecosystem are fighting every day. Please stand with us. So, um, I don't know. This is like, like something like I would want to watch, like if I was watching like TV. Mm-hmm. So it's something cool that I want to see get done. It's based out of uh, Stone Ridge, New York, is where she's out of. They're looking for forty thousand U.S. dollars. They're currently at forty-eight thousand and twenty-three. Two hundred backers. Forty-five hours to go. So sadly, you will not be able to get into this. Ten dollars is a gratuity. Um, Thirty dollars gets you to watch the film prior to the public release. Uh, Fifty gets you to watch the film deluxe. Seventy-five a tote bag. One hundred signed DVD. Um, if you want an awesome signed postcard from the Amazon Tim, one hundred fifty bucks. Okay, not bad. Plus, I'll get you everything else before too. Um, but the big granddad of them all is the associate producer, ten thousand U.S. dollars. Um, you have you wanted to be a film patron, a filmmaker, or somehow associated with a meaningful story? This is for you. You'll be included in a uh, very select list of associated producers, people whose impact has allowed the film to leap ahead. So you get a thank in the credits, a signed DVD, a tote bag, selection of outtakes from the film, a digital link to stream the film, social media shout out, and a name on the website's uh, list of backers. Two or two of those available. Cool. So, yeah. All what right. do you got? What's your last one? Man? I am bringing you a Kickstarter that launched today. In fact, the early bird um, will not be available by the time you hear this because it's only available for the first 24 hours. Really? Yes. And also, if you if if I decide to back today, it'll come with a Steam key for one of the previous games. The game is called Boyfriend Dungeon. Date your weapons. Why don't you let them talk about it? I think I saw this email. So it's a top-down dungeon crawler slashing. She found a sword, and the sword is transforming into a very handsome, kind of Spanish-looking man. He's got a rose in his mouth, and he's not wearing a shirt. Well, he's wearing a shirt, but it's open. Yeah. His name is Sunder Talwar. His earlier uh, dagger. Ben is the lightsaber. Did they actually talk in this video or no? Yeah. Uh, it's coming up right about now. Level up your love. So this is from Kit Fox, Kit Fox Games. Boyfriend Dungeon is a dungeon crawler, but in addition to the normal loot, you also find weapons that turn into beautiful people of all genders, and you take them out on dates to level them up and become more powerful together. People always laugh when I tell them about Boyfriend Dungeon, but then they want to know more. And I feel like the, sticker said the world really wants smoocher. a more inclusive dating sim right now. There's male, female, non-binary, romance options. There's a lot of people of color, and that's really important to me, and I think a lot of people. Uh, it's nice to be represented, but also have a lot of different writers kind of contribute to this to make it a like wholesome, inclusive uh, dating sim dungeon crawler. 
It mixes really fun and different types of gameplay, so I really enjoy that. And we've heard from people that, like that they would like yeah. to try something I mean, different, even up, though right? like they're not used to it. So different that's way really to train cool. your weapons, Zach. I like to know who the weapons are. You know, both in the dungeon know uh, knife, from the Zach. combat point of view, really but also knife. as people from I mean, narrative. This kind of goes back to like the what Japanese kind of historical, like each samurai. In both dungeon and the combat, it's supposed to feel quick and like. Agile, and we're really trying to make it so that each character is super so different. I point out, there is combat to, like, in this game. It's not just all a dating sim. There's like, right now, I really like the dagger. No, it's it's a legitimate really dungeon crawler. You can go really close. You can push it with dating away, sim elements. Really fast and rewarding, yeah. but it's also very dangerous. Another game for my me to stream with my daughter. Laser hey, Tim, you want to fuck that like sword? the combat in the dungeon with the laser saber. I mean, and also the that character. That sword's gonna fuck some other just people. Just feel like I really want to use the laser saber and get to know them. Laser saber. I think Tawar is becoming a bit of the mascot of the game. I totally fall for bad boys, but it's okay because in Boyfriend Dungeon, it's safe environment to do so. And also, he has really nice abs. So actually, let's uh, stop it there because this goes on for like I feel like with like every project minutes. that we do, I am challenged. That's the concept. It's a dungeon crawler, um, like a, what do you call it, three quarters isometric perspective. Yeah, and then there's a above world where you go around the village and do different things. But as you find new weapons, like the game, like the video said, you you level them up by dating them. They can become anthropomorphic, and I can never say that word. Anthropomorphic. Oh shit! When something becomes human-like, there's a word for that. Um, so it's an interesting concept. Um, if I I'm really on the fence about backing this because I think um my daughter would like to stream with, with me after playing Dream Daddies. I think this would be a natural progression. And then maybe I could get her into actual, like, combat games. That'd be cool. Um, this might be the gateway to a Zelda-esque. Anyway, early early bird... I just can't believe she hasn't played Zelda. What the fuck? I actually think it's more important for me to sh show my son Zelda because he's playing that, you know, Baldi's whatever game. Anyway, early bird Dungeoneer is $14. Um, if I back it today in the next 11 hours. Plus, I'll get a code for um, one of the earlier games. So I'm really... I'm going back and forth on that. Um, if I if I wait till tomorrow, it's sixteen dollars for the normal Dungeoneer. There's VIP levels, Kit Fox, Kit Fox Smoocher, um, Early Bird Bay box set. I'm going all the way to the top level though, um, which is Riding Consultant for three thousand Canadian or two hundred or sorry, two thousand two hundred and eighty-eight US, which is Riding Consultant. All the non-consultant rewards, plus work one-on-one -on -one with Tanya to review and improve a specific datable character's dates, dialogues, and plot lines of your choice. Confidentially regarding this character and any spoilers must be maintained. You get 10 digital copies, your name in the credits, original soundtrack, beta and Discord channel invitation, Steam key for Shrouded Isle, Moon Hunters, and Shattered Planet. Those are the games um, that are free today. If I already have um, Shrouded Isle, that's the cult game that I haven't played yet. The cult sim? No, different cult game. Oh, Jesus. I haven't played yet. Uh, physical box set, enamel pin, sticker sheet, rose USB key, dev written postcard, messenger bag, sword smoocher t-shirt. Oh, sword. Oh, I want a sword smoocher t-shirt. I'm going to look at a load. <laughs> All right. Boyfriend, dungeon master mug, body pillow of your choice, dagger or talwar, your message in game, painted portrait, and advice on weapons dates. I didn't know there's a body pillow too. That's hilarious. Um, there's Is it shaped as a sword? No, it's shaped as a... Dagger or Talwar. Talwar's the shirtless dude. I don't know who Dagger is. I think it's a female. Yeah. Um, oh, that makes sense. You know, 
get the two binary genders knocked out that way. I know it looks like a fun project. I'm I'm really I'm probably sixty percent that I'm gonna back it. To gotcha. Get, and then I'll get a a Steam key for one of their previous games too. So that's cool. Sweet. I mean, your daughter will love it. So I think I'd like it. It sounds fun. Yeah, like, it does. Like it's, I'd like to see it streamed. Okay. I mean, that's a pretty fun way to level up a sword. I think. Like, hey. You cool. want to? Uh, you may sharpen your edge. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's our Kickstarter for this week. Let's talk about games we haven't been playing. I played Magic the Gathering. Okay. Tell me about your deck. Is it red, black? Well, actually, green? I just got... Okay, so I should back up. Uh, one of my friends is in the Special Olympics. Okay, I thought he was going to say the Magic Sword. Nope. He is in the spe- uh, U.S. Special Olympics. And in, what, uh, what is he competing in? Uh, soccer. Okay. So they play in... I don't remember the exact ranking of it what it's called but wait, it's basically wait, one more question what is what is his position is he a striker i think he... he's a striker i think he's like forward i think that like so the division he plays in because of his impairments and disabilities mm-hmm. he needs to have what they call assistants which are normal people like you and i out on the field with them at all times so there has to be two normies on the field for every like three Handicap people. Okay. I'm just um, wondering about the ball bouncing off of these many people. What do you mean? Well, it's soccer. The ball's flying around. You got all these extra people. Like No, got, no, no. They're like have to jump out of the way. No, or... no, 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 no. They're on the team. Oh, okay. Like they're playing alongside them. Wow, that's complicated. Okay. Yeah, cool. so you have like... Uh, well, I know two of the normal people that were on his team. Anyways, they went to Seattle mm-hmm. and they competed in the... U.S. Olympics, um, and they won. They got gold. Cool. And Wizards of the Coast was a sponsor. Oh, sweet. And they had unlimited decks. What? Yeah. Just give out. Like, bins full of this shit. Wow. So he grabbed six of them. Okay. Because he's heard me talk about it and wanted me to do something with me. So he grabbed, like, six. And they weren't just six individual decks. They were six dual decks. Cool. So it was actually 12 decks. Oh, okay. So each pack had um, two decks, right? Yeah. And they're and all the same. Oh, all six. Well, yeah. So each all six packs are the same components. Yes, but with two different decks inside each pack. Right, but the same, yes, the same two decks. Exactly. Um. So we gave two of them to one of uh the other guys that was on the team, and then I gave two to him, and I took two. So uh, one's a red goblin deck, and the other one's a blue Murfold deck. So I don't know what a Murfold is? It's like a, it's like a water creature. Okay. Um and it has wizards in it and shit like that. Um so they're fun. I played them Friday night and didn't do too terrible with them. Um and I didn't alter them whatsoever, so they're fine. And actually I have some for you also. I if I was gonna jump in again, a pre built deck would be very attractive. I mean I have and I have the sleeves for them. Cool. So um that's what I did. What have you been up to? I played a little bit more of WarioWare uh, 3DS. Um, since it's on 3DS, I've been able to throw that in my work pack. And then, like, I have a tiny break on Sunday, my 15-hour day. And WarioWare is perfect for getting, like, 5 to 10 minutes of gameplay. Um, it's kind of a nice reset between those chips for my day. Very welcome break. Um, so that's basically all the time I play. You're still liking WarioWare? WarioWare is great. Okay. WarioWare is awesome. Um, it's just... It's the perfect small chunk of time game like 
I wish phones had better controls so I could play WarioWare in my phone, honestly. And I'm sure there's a version kind of like that out there somewhere. Oh, I'm sure. But there's not that many inputs. Like, what's cool about WarioWare, there's just three different tracks. Like, one is where you tilt your 3DS uh, back and forth. Um, It's good for, like, driving games or, like, balance games. Then there's one where you um, push the buttons. It's usually A button or the cross piece, the cross, whatever you call it. And then the third one is uh, using the stylus. So you already know like what your inputs are going to be when you start. Gotcha, gotcha. So you're not like scrambling to like, oh, do I need to tilt it? Do I need to push the buttons? Do I need to scratch it? You know what you're sort of doing. So that's fun. I, I booted up uh, Dungeon Keeper real quick. Check it out. We've got a code from uh, Tiny Build. And I want to see more of that game. It looks really fun. It's kind of like uh, sprite-based graphics. I don't know, maybe 16-bit plus. What's maybe. the name of this one? Uh, Dungeon Keeper. Hmm. So, in the, is it like Moonlighter, but where you're like upkeeping dungeons? Yeah, sort of. Um, you die, you get hit by a car, and you wake up in like this weird place, and you want to get back with your girlfriend. Like, well, you can earn your way back, but you have to like manage this. This um. Oh, I put Dungeon Keeper. Crap, that's the wrong thing. Uh, graveyard Keeper. That's why I'm confused. Um, you manage a graveyard. Um. Oh, that's from Tiny Build. Yeah, yeah. I put dungeon instead of graveyard, so I was really confused. I want to play that. Um, you've got to go too. So the first thing you do is you wake up um, after you're talking to this weird dude that says you have to, you know, manage a graveyard, not a dungeon. Sorry, and um, you dig up a skull who's like sort of your tutorial slash buddy, and um, like it looks good so far. Like I'm not sure what the mechanics are as far as upkeep for your graveyard. But I know that you get to manage bodies in probably less than respectful ways. Um, like there's a gif of the we got with the code that shows a, you throwing a body into the river, which looks pretty fun. So I want to see more of that. So you're just disposing of the bodies however the fuck you see fit? Yes. Can you cremate? I'm assuming. Sweet. Um, maybe there's a dog food factory next to you. Who knows? Oh, fuck. That'd be awesome. I'm just saying. It's that kind of irreverent humor. Or like glue. Like a glue Who factory. Knows? Yeah. I played another chapter of Unavowed. It's not a, like... Well, yeah, they're, they're kind of broken up into chapters or scenarios, whatever you want to call them. And this one involved um, a, a bunch of unsolved murders where everyone seemed to be not concerned about them. They'd just be like, oh, it's a tragedy. It's a terrible tragedy. They would say that over and over. And it turns out, like, there was this whole thing with a merman general and he granted the power of mind control to this police chief. And, um, yeah, it was good. Wait, what? Mind control to the police chief? Yes. He, this, there's this merman and he wanted to raise an army, right? What the fuck's a merman? It's like a mer... It's like a mermaid man? Yeah, exactly. I killed okay. him. I killed him. Don't worry about it. He's dead. Okay. Um. So I still love that game. I streamed the beginning part on our um, Facebook page. You can check it out. The first chapter is a really good, strong introduction to it. Um. But yeah, every time I play, I'm not streaming it, but my daughter will come and watch it with me. So nice. Very, very strong in the story department and the acting. The voice acting is really good. So that's it. That's what I'm playing. Got some new games coming out though. Some people, somebody, somewhere. Um, a lot of these look familiar, actually. A lot of these, like Switch releases, are games I've played before. Have you played The Walking Dead: The Final Season? No, because Nintendo just, Switch, PS4. That just came out, so no. Okay, Phantom Doctrine, PC, PS4. No, 
Cosmic Star Heroine Nintendo yes, Switch. What? On my Vita. Oh, World of Warcraft Battle for Azeroth. No, that's new too. PC. Read Only Memories Nintendo Switch. Yes, I, I finished Read, that on Steam. Steam. Mm-hmm. Detective Gallo. Mm-mm. PS4 Nintendo Switch. Death's Gambit. Mm-mm. PS4. Cool title though. Super Knight Riders. PS4. Terra Tech. PS4. Vroom Kaboom. <laughs> Jeez. PS4. Wailing Heights. PS4. State of Mind. Nintendo Switch. PS4. Not State of Decay. State of Mind. Red's Kingdom. Nintendo Switch. Manual. Samuel. Nintendo Switch. Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto. Nintendo Switch. Keep talking and nobody explodes Nintendo Switch. That was a, that was a, a VR game. Yeah, it was a VR Oculus game. Hero Defense, PS4. Treadnoughts, Nintendo Switch, PS4. You played that, right? Uh, no. Oh. Trip Trip, PC, Max, Mac, and Linux. And Persian Knights Sands of Wonders, August 17th, 2018, PS4, Nintendo Switch. Anything else there, Tim? No. Uh, let's pick a title we're most interested about. Well, The Walking Dead Final Season. Mm, okay. I want to know more about Death's Gambit. That's a cool title. I mean, is that like the X-Men? I don't know. I'm looking it up really quick. Okay. Tell, tell us um, where we can find more about us on the internet. Well, that's usually when I play the exit music. Okay. Uh, so, um, guys, so like this one time, this one guy, Tim, you got this up yet? Because I don't know where the fuck I'm going with this. All right. Death's Gambit is a challenging 2D action platform with deep RPG elements. It's an agent of death bound to a service unravel the mystery of Ceridon and discover the true price of immortality. Um, Kind of looks like Castlevania? Looks all right. Looks cool. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it looks all right. That's pretty cool. That's on Switch, right? Uh... So yeah, I would definitely... Oh, it's from Adult Swim Games. That's why it sounded familiar. I think they were sh- sort of showing that earlier. Gotcha. All right. All right. So yeah, I'm done now. All right, sounds good. You guys can face or check us out at facebook.com forward slash plug and play show. Twitter, Instagram, at plug and play cast. YouTube.com forward slash plug and play gamer. Uh, com, plug and play gamer.com. Podbean.com forward slash plug and play show. And as always, don't forget to prime and... Shine. Fuck Nazis.